Welcome to the Artemisian. About a month ago, I was walking the streets of Bologna, Italy. I had just arrived by train from Switzerland, and I had a goal. One of my goals in Italy was to find some Italian tarot decks and maybe some that were a bit non-traditional, some that were different than what I was used to. So as I'm walking the streets, I come upon a bookstore and I'm browsing around and I find some cards and there's a deck that catches my eye. It's called Le Minchiate and it is a 16th century tarot style deck from Florence and some of the major differences between this and the classic tarot deck is that it is made of 97 cards total. That's in contrast to Tarot's 78, so it's a much bigger deck. It has the normal 56 minor arcana, so that's 14 cards, um, ace through 10, and then the court cards, the page through the king. But the major arcana, which can be considered, can be considered the bigger, grander, more potent archetypes in the tarot deck, um, is expanded in Le Minchiate. So it has, for the most part, the same number or the same kind of major arcana that we see in the standard tarot deck, but not all of the cards, actually. There's no high priestess, um, there's no hierophant, things like that. Uh, but in addition to what is mostly the same major arcana, there's also the 12 signs of the zodiac, there's the theological and cardinal virtues, and the four elements. So it's it's a fun expansion to me because they are classic themes, classic archetypes that you see woven into philosophy and religion and mythology. So getting this deck presented me with an exciting new opportunity to draw cards that I'm not used to and to get to know them a little bit better. So when I bought this deck, I posted over my Instagram asking for some inquiries, some questions, and I would draw a few cards. And I drew about five or six. It was really fun. I drew the elements and found myself really thinking of how do I apply an elemental theme to someone's situation where I drew the theological virtue of faith and had to think deeply about its application to somebody's life and I wanted to expand on that exercise and answer a few more inquiries using the Le Minchiate tarot deck. One thing I'll say about this deck is the cards are very big um, in comparison to a standard tarot card, which I have right here. It's like a third taller or longer and slightly wider. And so I've been noticing that I've been having trouble shuffling through like I usually do. My style, which is... Uh, chaotic, intuitive. <laughs> Essentially, I just shuffle through the deck and whatever cards fly out, I read. I, I don't, 
I don't find the process of shuffling the cards and then placing them down and just kind of drawing from the top or, you know, sometimes I can spread them out and draw at random, but really what feels the most intuitive and aligned and the cards that seem to resonate the most is just shuffling through and reading the flyers and that is actually very difficult with this deck because the cards are so big so I've pre-drawn the cards and I want to share the first question which is what will move me towards my life purpose and I shuffled the deck and drew what is called in Leminkiate the trombe which means the trumpets and it, it relates back to the judgment card in the classic tarot deck a couple of things I'll point out is just interesting in tarot judgment is card 20 in the minkiate this card is 40 card number 40 so it doubles comes towards the end you kind of have this normal flow of major arcana for the most part happening and then suddenly you have the virtues come in and then you have the zodiacs come in and you have the elements come in and then it picks back up so it's that's a whole other interesting conversation to have is how those archetypes get woven in to the linear progression of the major arcana but I digress. Le trombe, the trumpets. This to me was one of those times when you draw a tarot card and it's just very on the nose. What will move me towards my life purpose? The trumpets, aka judgment. It's all about this awakening to a new reality that is calling to you. And there is this really beautiful sentence from the guidebook in Le Minchiate that I want to share. It was in Italian originally, but I translated it. It's, when the trumpet sounds, something in life can and must be renewed. After a painful transition, rebirth is eminent. So this powerful card of judgment often shows up in our life when trying to find our true purpose, our life purpose is paramount and it's it's not a subtle card and often the dynamics that are flowing around an individual are obvious and explicit because the dynamics of transcendence, of needing to break free of, of a reckoning happening in your life has been playing out for some time and you can think about where judgment is placed on the linear progression of the major arcana, classically at least. It's at card number 20, which is one step away from the world, which is one step away from the ending of the progression of the major arcana. So there's this long journey, this path that's being walked, painful transitions, um, the shedding of these old layers, needing to come to terms with what you've left behind and who you are becoming, and then embracing, really, truly, courageously embracing the calling that is emanating around you and walking that higher path. It is something that I imagine that this individual can look at their life and have some sort of sense that there has been a tide that they've been caught up in or maybe fighting against. I don't know. 
Because when you, when you ask this question, what will move me towards my life purpose? And you get a card like judgment or le trombe. I, I don't think that there is necessarily um, a lot of guesswork. I, I, I would be so curious to talk to this person to know what have they been feeling drawn to? Is it been a shift in what they're studying or a career path? Is there a hobby that's really something that's more of a passion that has been calling to them? Have they been fighting against some shift or some change in their life? Are they standing on the precipice of something new? And that's what this card calls us to. And it's the releasing into that shift and that change because essentially a lot of rebirth uh, or, or at least a lot of the preliminary dynamics for rebirth and change have already happened at this point, even if it's been a little bit more unconscious, a little bit more implicit. There is an awakening that has been happening underneath the surface. And now it's time to answer that call. You hear the trumpets sound. Now it is time to walk towards that light that is guiding you. So consider that in your life. Look towards the signs, pay attention to what feels kind of deeply aligned with that sense of purpose. And even if it requires some pretty radical shifting or changing, it's about the, the trust and the allowing of that path to happen that judgment requires of us. The next inquiry, how can I connect in a deeper way to the other? I drew la prudenza, prudence. This virtue, this cardinal virtue of prudence, is often associated with wise judgment, being governed more by reason or our intellect, being cautious or observing, having foresight or forethought, discretion, like knowing when to act, um, also with wisdom and insight and knowledge. There's this sense that prudence lights the way for all of the other virtues to take hold and manifest within us. And I think when we're dealing with a really multi-layered complex archetype like prudence, it's helpful to look at the images that have been produced around the archetype. And this, this goes for any archetypal structure that you might be exploring. So when we look at paintings, images, carvings of the, the personification of prudence, we often see a female figure who holds a mirror and a snake, or the snake is nearby. And the same goes for the La Prudenza card in the Le Minchiate deck. It shows a woman looking into a mirror, and in her other hand is a snake. So this is a wonderful way to begin deepening into the archetype uh, is to know its symbols and what do they reflect back to us? What could it possibly mean? And not only can we do that in general, but especially when working with tarot, um, which are these highly refined symbolic images connected to archetypal structures, we can read them even if we don't really know what the, the card is about because if the imagery holds true it's going to unlock something inside of you so what does it mean 
for the figure, this woman, to have the mirror and the snake. I think that's a really great place to start for the guidance here. If we are to build wisdom, if we are to have wise judgment, if we are to be able to see things clearly, we need to have the mirror to symbolize that reflecting process and the mirroring back. And I think what came up for me, I'm just going to kind of flow with my own thought process here is if the question is how can I connect in a deeper way to the other there is this nature of projection that is so deeply at play in how we moderate reality um, to to view the world to try to understand it is to project so we cannot possibly uh, sort of relieve ourselves of this psychological mechanism, yet we can pay attention to our projections. We can place the mirror in front of ourselves so that we can reflect back some level, hopefully, of reality of to see it as it is, to see the world as it is, to see yourself as it is, but also to recognize that in that process, when we look into the mirror, there is a distortion you know, we don't uh, look into a mirror and see everything exactly as it is. Things are kind of flipped. Things are slightly um, construed. And so there's this this interesting play between reality and the subjective layer of our awareness that um, kind of lays on top of that. And if we are to build this strong rootedness of of prudent action we need to be able to look into ourselves and see where the distortions are so that we can have that that discretion and we can connect to the other in a deeper way by noticing the way we distort the image or the way we distort the way that we view ourselves and how can we in turn try to mirror back to another individual something closer to an authentic um, exchange, a type of reciprocity where you're both bringing levels of awareness and consciousness and intellect here because we're dealing with prudence um, being governed by reason. That to me is utilizing that function of psyche that allows us to have egoic discretion and the good kind, right? Like not, not the pejorative kind. And that is a needed function to be able to see others more truly and to be willing to look into the mirror and really ask what is it that I see I'm thinking of 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 the snow white story and really you know asking the question that you maybe don't want to get the answer to but when you can courageously look into the mirror and ask yourself those questions and you see something in return, how can you accept it? How can you take it in and try to learn from it? And I think that's where the, the symbol of the snake comes in as well. It is an image that evokes deep wisdom and at the same time also has a nature that is double-edged and shadowy. There's temptation and deceit or there's the ouroboric cycles of life and death that we see the snake eating its own tail. So what does it mean for prudence to have this deep connection to the snake? Yes, there is this connection to wisdom 
and the need for that to be a driving force, a, a wisdom driven by reality and the questioning of reality constantly over and over again. And there's also the, the recognition that we can't get too comfortable in our so-called wisdom. We have to keep questioning it. We have to keep asking ourselves, you know, do we see things as they really are? Because I think when we get comfortable, that's often when we're getting stuck in beliefs that maybe don't seem rigid, but don't allow for a lot of flexibility or don't allow for this curiosity of looking at a situation and really trying to figure out what is going on under the surface or how do I see this better? How can I look into the future possibly and anticipate? And I think that comes from a constant cycle of saying I have grown and I am wise and also I lack wisdom and I know nothing. Very Socratic in nature, right? So keeping that dialogue going, the dialectic between knowing and unknowing is prudence itself. And how does that relate back to this connection to the other? You know, the person is a constant mystery. You might feel like you know everything about them and at the same time you might make a total misjudgment call where we find ourselves arguing and fighting or an inability to connect and I think that's when we recognize that this is an opportunity to grow our wisdom to bring ourselves back to that foundational piece of getting to know yourself and getting to know the other in a new layer of them. The last inquiry, what should I do to overcome stagnation? And I drew Scorpione, which is Scorpio, the zodiac sign. And the nature of Scorpio that I first honed in on when I looked at this card is that it is fixed water. So each of the signs in the zodiac are either cardinal, mutable, or fixed. And so of the water element, of the water zodiacs, Scorpio is fixed in its position. And there's something about that nature of being fixed that, that connected me right to this wording that this individual used of stagnation and needing to lean, lean very deeply into the stagnation and uncover what is lying at the depths. The archetype of Scorpio dives deep to illuminate the depths. It is a, a kind of a, a, an agent of, of rebirth and transformation and intensity, but it comes from being willing to go into the underworld, to go into the shadows where we fear to go, where we're unsure of how to go. And often when we're caught in these cycles of stagnation when we're caught in a place of inertia we're really uncertain of how to get things moving again and it can be really typical to want to resort to actions that are energetic that are intense that bring this feeling of movement and I think what's coming up for me here is the need to lean into the stuckness that the position is fixed there's something here in this moment in this fixed moment 
And by adopting a kind of scorpionic mindset, which is to say, even if I don't feel like I have the capability, there is a kind of new attitude, a new spiritual depth, a new insight, a new psychology of, of consciousness that wants to rise to the surface, but you have to be willing, determined, and forceful to go deep first. So before you can move forward through stagnation, you have to go down, down, very deep, down and under with all that force of excitement and passion that you wish you felt that movement it it needs there there needs to be a releasing down into the depths um it's reminding me a lot of the the write-up that i did tracking persephone which is all about the nature of introversion and all about these processes of life that we go through when we might feel stuck or we might feel that life has come to a standstill or we've been pulled into the depths and it's incredibly disorienting but often there's a reason why the extroverted so the outward facing uh, progressive forward moving energy has stopped and that's because it needs to regress it needs to go inward it needs to go down into the depths into the unconscious and i think scorpio as as a uh, as a as a kind of marker here to me even more clearly intensifies the need to dive into the unseen the the darkness that's lurking underneath the surface because that's where the transformation comes from and this is a sign that is connected so much to a, a kind of shedding of layers or of rebirth or the shifting of these powerful seasons of life and that ability to to shed those layers i think comes from the honesty of of admitting that yes we we have to go deep we cannot be distracted we cannot move forward until something else is addressed so overcoming stagnation it's about first recognizing for this individual what is keeping you stuck and getting curious about the why not necessarily that you are stuck in the pain of that but what is causing you to be at that standstill and what wisdom lies in that stagnation what awareness is wanting to be recognized what figures within have something to say when you allow yourself to dip below the surface and sink down into the depths because the change i think wants to happen the movement of energy will happen only if we allow this other process that is trying to happen only if that is allowed to to complete in its in its natural cycle and oftentimes when we fight against these psychological tides against the tides of the unconscious there is an incredible amount of strife and division that we feel inwardly where there's this profound sense of disconnection that it's just so hard to put our finger on or a stress or a constant anxiety that just emanates in all areas of life. And when there's not a lot of certainty about where that's coming from, that's when we're pulled into the depths. That's when we need to see what is being activated inwardly. And when you notice that, 
I would inquire as to what it is trying to teach you, what is something that you need to know, what is something that needs to be brought forth into life, and how can you honor that kind of stagnation as a time of, of, a, of a readying to move forward. Um, it's making me think also of the card, the hangman, which allows ourselves to be in suspension, to learn something new, to gain insight before a step forward can be made into the eventual death card, which brings rebirth and change. So those are kind of nesting under this card of Scorpio. Allow yourself to do the deep shadow work. Allow yourself to sink into the depths. Know that there are riches deep in your own underworld that are awaiting you and that the stagnation is an opportunity to focus inwardly to that space. And as you do it, see if things start to shift and change, if the energy moves in a way that it hadn't before. That wraps up our Le Minchiate readings. Very curious if you, the listener, had any thoughts on the cards that were drawn. I invite you to share those in the comments. Did these archetypes bring up any other thoughts or insights? Leave a comment. And if you're interested in getting a tarot reading from me, there are a couple of ways to do that. You can head over to my website, lissaplatesy.com, and sign up for a tarot reading. If you're a paid subscriber, you can submit a tarot inquiry in the Artemisian submission form. So look out for that in your welcome email. Um, and also as a paid subscriber, you get 10% off all services. So that is something to take advantage of as well. If you're interested to explore your own life experiences and inquire more deeply with the archetypes of tarot. Thanks for listening. See you next time.